The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. episode so we wanted to put this in so it made a little bit more sense <laughs> yeah it was kind of a shame because we just joined the beanie podcast network who is uh, now hosting our our podcast on their website and through itunes now where you can search us and follow us download subscribe all that nice stuff and yeah that awesome intro we did for them <laughs> totally just got like deleted yeah. and they aired the episode i'm sure they listened to it and they're like oh these guys sound like hacks <laughs> well we are uh, <laughs> but, that was very clear in the files that we sent <laughs> but uh hopefully this is the first time you're listening to it um it's it might sound kind of random yeah i'm jumping in trailing the off and telling some stories <laughs> mostly lies <laughs> But he like kind of just starts with me telling an awesome story that it's probably awesome you guys didn't hear it because odds are I'll tell it at least two or three more times in the near future. It's on my mind now, so spoilers. You <laughs> yeah, don't have any spoilers. spoilers. You know the end. Day. You know the very end. <laughs> All right, well, I guess we'll cut back to the actual episode right now. Thanks for listening. See these girls, and I'm just like, oh, here, may we hold this for a second? Just like handed in my joint. He grabs it casually and just stared at it. Like, I don't think he realized it was a joint. Like, like he thought it was a cigarette. I go over. incriminating some poor Yeah, guy. I go and just, like, get a photo taken with these two hot chicks, like, to some anime costumes to come back at the joint. It's just a wonderful moment. Yeah, so, your your convention experience is a lot different than what I like to do with mine. <laughs> we always went together, but I, yeah, I was off, like, standing in the background. Like, Geez, I feel like we all wasted, pictures. like, what we did, like, what... We should have been doing going when we like when we went to Comic Con, which is buying back issues of comics. I never really cared to collect all, all, all those. I just would get it on my iPad or something like that. You know? Well, like, what do you mean by back issues? Like old, expensive ones, or just some like weird, obscure, rare shit? Well, was I, I, mean, I, I don't have the money to spend on like super expensive ones, but like rares and finds and steals and shit. But I mean, also like you know, there's just, I got a lot of holes in my comic collection. Yeah, right. I, I was mean, like the they're all second printing or something. Sorry, some random printing. stuff. Like I found Yummy Fur from like Fan Expo. I got all of Nemesis, like the variant covers. Yeah, from I Fan Expo. Like I don't want to. Like I love our comic shop. Like I absolutely love our comic shop. But no, no one store has all the back issues. You know no. what I mean? Like, and no matter what comic shop you go to, ultimately they have to order you something eventually. And I mean, just having a list of like I've got a huge list of comics I don't have. That yeah, unless you were getting yeah. like secondhand, like he's not, you know, they're no longer in print or something, right? Well, like, I remember being at Fan Expo, I think like three years ago, and seeing Saga number one, some variant cover going for three hundred dollars, and Saga at that time was on like issue eight. Yeah, what? they they sometimes yeah. they they're so ridiculously overpriced there. 
Because that's where you should overprice it. You're yeah. probably going to move it. You know, this exactly. is the one time some kid from, you know, the middle of nowhere is going to get a chance to see these comics. And, you know, you, instead of I, hunting them down online. I would say, yeah, like that's the first time I've ever actually seen art and thought it was art. Like $6,000 Alex Ross paintings. Just oh, like, yeah, they did have like, those. fuck, yeah. man. Original Alex Ross? I think it was I still mean, just a print. <laughs> it, it, it can't be. Like, I, mean, it I was think on, it was signed, but it was a print. Like, like that's a, Some of that stuff is really famous art. I doubt it's like picking a fan of stuff. That's what, kind of what I thought, but really you just think like a canvas print with his autograph is worth $6,000? Yeah. A lot of... Uh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe. <laughs> if, it was, yeah, like, if it was just a really like limited runner, prices always go up for that. Like, if you put 25 of them, then yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, like, if they're, like, numbered and there's only a couple of them. Yeah. Them. Oh, but, yeah, that makes more sense. Um, The last time I went, I bought, like, I spent most of my money on art. Like, I just bought different prints. Like, went to the artist alley and bought yeah, a bunch you, of stuff from you there. you purchased a lot of stuff from, like, the, the smaller guys. Yeah, exactly. And, and I... At the time, I was like, this is the most fun I've had. This is, like, the best haul I've had. I really enjoy all this stuff. Not one of those things that I end up framing and putting up like I expected <laughs> to do. Just never got around to it. You move apartments a couple times. I'll tell you right now, man, just... one of the hardest things I did is try to find frames for some of those prints. Yeah, it's hard. 11 it's really by hard. 17 is a very rare frame. And they know, too. Yeah. Like, you get a print, and they're like, oh, yeah, here you go. Just take that. And it's like, this is fucking useless once I walk out of here. I don't want to cut it or anything yeah, like, to make it fit. Like, yeah. the, the best idea I had was, and the most fun, was getting that Batman mask signed by as many bat, like Batman artists as I could. That's cool. Like, yeah, that uh, was. Yeah, Greg Capula. Uh, well, man, you were with me. Who else did we see? You did David Finch. You did... Um, oh, man. I feel like I'm drawing so many blanks. Cool. Brian Azzarello, uh, Tony, uh, Tony Daniel. Yeah. He did me a little sketch. Like, I walked up to get his autograph, and he just didn't even look at me. Just was just handing out sketches. Like, just, like, <laughs> tossing them out. You couldn't even fucking start your car that fast. That was where I almost lost my uh, lightsaber. I bought one of those Force FX lightsabers and then left it, like, in front of his panel. And started walking away. I was just happy to get his autograph, and I didn't have to wait in line for, like, three hours to do you it. still did, though. Yeah, I think later we did anyway. But yeah, and then I just walked away like in excitement, like, oh, sweet, I got it. And I didn't waste a bunch of time. And then I like, got halfway down and someone yelled like, hey, get your lightsaber. I was a and, nice like, person. I just dropped like 160 bucks into the thing like a little bit earlier. Is that when we got those Wayne Casino, those Wayne Casino chips? Poker chips. Yeah, that was the year that they, they had announced the new 52. And because that was like right... Oh, during, yeah. That was during like, Flashpoint. Yeah, the Thomas like, Wayne evil casino shit yeah, going on. So there. it was like we went to the new 52 panel when they were just before they were announcing or like releasing the first issues. I remember Because that was the year we saw the like Swamp Thing number one that you still mad at me about. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I remember like standing in the bus terminal or whatever, like or whatever the train station there, whatever the fuck it is, underground. We were underground and we were waiting to leave and looking at the list of all the new 52 books that were coming out and i was so angry like in the bus station just like this is stupid this is reti- like i'm so angry at this and it really was the end like we all just gave up, yeah, right? gave and, up right but now. now i've noticed that like all the batman shit they were doing is bastardized in all the fucking animated batman films they're doing like batman versus or batman and robin like this like they did the son of batman or something like that. With they they introduced Damien, 
whatever. There's like three or four movies that are out right now, and it's basically it's Grant Morrison is like the creative head of them. He used to be Jeff Johns or whatever. Now he's doing all the TV shows. But it's kind of neat because all the good stories Jeff Johns wrote, like Flashpoint shit, they're working that stuff into... Animated films. And no, stuff. into the live action stuff. Like, pretty loosely, I think Flashpoint is like what they're basing all like the television shows off of. Like the Flash television show or just all... Well, it started out, I mean, like they got all these like the multiverse that they're rocking now. And I mean, even in the first season, I don't want to spoil it, but whatever. Then like the first or second season, they like pretty much establish that they're already in or like an alternate universe like they all have like a moment of realization with like wait a minute if all this happened then we're already in an alternate timeline which is kind of with the point of like you know that's how pretty much the plot to flashpoint hmm. well speaking of cons and comic books and all that fun what is like the best score you guys have ever got at a con or a shop or a yard sale or anywhere? Oh, that's a good question I have to think about that for a second. Maybe art too, like but comic art, comic wise. I don't know if I got anything really like not necessarily value wise, like sentimentality. Yeah, like I, I, I don't know because I think I paid pretty much what they're worth. Those V for Vendetta comics. I bought them at all pretty much like approximately eight dollars a piece. So I, I mean, I can't imagine they're worth more than that. Yeah. I got that one Kingdom Come comic for like three or four bucks. What would you call? I uh, I think the it wasn't like a great value thing, and in hindsight, it probably was <laughs> not a nice thing to do to my uncle. But the first time I moved <laughs> to Toronto, uh, I found like a you know picked a comic book shop, went in there just it was the closest one to my apartment, and I found uh, some like loose yummy furs, and it was the first time I'd ever seen like I knew. Like my uncle wrote comics, and I'd read his book and stuff, but it was my first time I'd seen any of his work in a shop, like, you know, not just like an indigo bookstore or something like that. It actually was there, like someone had, you know, collected them, and you could find back issues of them, so I like, bought a few of those. Again, not nice because none of the money went to him, but <laughs> hopefully he forgives me because I'm his nephew or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I remember when uh, the local comic store... Before the one we have now, uh, four power eight bit, they went out of business, and some of the discounts in that store were pretty insane. Oh my god, man! Yeah. Oh, when it was closing. Yeah, when it was closing. It was like, I remember the last week it was up to like seventy percent off hardcovers and stuff like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. So the score I got from there was, um, even the the wall books they were, they were like fifty percent off or something like that, and I got Watchmen number one for thirty dollars. <laughs> And then I brought it home and looked inside, and inside is um, an autograph by the artist. Oh, is that Dave Gibbons? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, like, it's uncertified. So, and like, even when they sold me, they didn't even say anything about the they autograph. So, yeah. I can only assume it's genuine. I don't yeah, who imagine someone weird, trying to yeah. forge that and not try to make serious money off it. Yeah. So, yeah, I was pretty happy to get that for $30. I think that was a pretty good score. My greatest score, I guess, was getting all the comics from Kyle. Yeah. Kyle and I just keep giving boxes of comics back and forth. And <laughs> he's surprised when we find out what's in it. He's like, man, I bought all these comics. You guys <laughs> are really funny when it comes to that. So, like, just for the sake of the podcast, everyone knows, they both used to be diehard collectors. And then one day, Greg decided he was done, fuck DC, fuck Marvel, gave all of his comics to Kyle. 
Kyle's like, sweet score. This is amazing. I dragged him. I dragged him to the subway in Toronto. Two boxes. <laughs> they, they went, <laughs> they went from like heavy. Kingston to Toronto, back to Kingston, and like now they're in my bedroom. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Greg wants to start collecting comics again. Kyle quits collecting comics, <laughs> gives all the comics back to Greg. Plus and all now, my collection. Now, yeah. like, do you own any comic books, graphic novels, anything? Um, I still have like. A few that I had signed that I just wanted to keep, I think, maybe. I might have given those to you, too. I don't really know. There's a fair amount of... So I can... And then I, I, I have a fair, like, digital collection that me and my brother were... You Did know, you not buying. get locked out of your Comixology account? Oh, I, I just have to... I never... When they got bought by Amazon, I never switched over to their app. Like, yeah, I assume they're all still there. I just was pissed me, off and no. never wanted to download it through Amazon again. I liked when it was independent. Yeah. But that's just... I'm sure they're still there. Like, they're tied to my purchases mm. i just have to actually sign in i don't know i should ask my brother he we shared an account yeah you read quite quite a few series digitally you were reading uh saga yeah and, and yeah like that was i had and i the big thing on there for sales was like they'd be crazy you know they'd yeah, have a weekend of like true. everything is a dollar for like all these back issues and you know i'd go buy you could charge it to 30 your phone. or 40 yeah so it just hits my like you know my credit card bro. account or whatever and you don't think much of it you know you might buy 40 issues of walking dead or something because it's just they're a dollar each and yeah, it doesn't matter well Greg, you've read a lot of fucking digital comics 250 issues of spawn right yeah well Did yeah you buy them all digitally yeah. Oh, yeah well no not necessarily you read the first few in the oh yeah i know i think like the first uh 18 volumes it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot <laughs> yeah. yeah uh a buddy of mine lent me so i read those and then they released all those comics digitally. Air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He read them on a computer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, no, but I I own a fair amount of them as well. I mean, but uh, I don't mind reading comics digitally. Doing it, like, that way I find it's more homework. Like, I'm trying to catch up. You're, like, reading them, like, when you get a spare time at work. Yeah, like, you're fucking reading half a comic just walking somewhere. You know, you're just like, oh, I got, got a page in there. You know, it's you're just literally trying to plow through it. And it's not fun. I think it's more like it's me. It's just having, convenient. It, well, it's, and yeah. And it's it, like, it, that plays into your obsession with not uh, yeah. absolutely yeah, every thanks. day. I was, that's what I was going to say. Is like, it's almost like a compulsion, man. Like, <laughs> like, I couldn't possibly just start reading a comic halfway through. It doesn't matter that there was 200 comics before. I have to read them all. Well, that's funny you say that, though. That's how we started. Like, I mean, we were just, like, it was like Batman's in the... 500s or whatever when we're starting and that is like true in the middle of nowhere. like ba- but batman's a little different right like those i don't even know what you call those anymore like not an ongoing comic you know like walking dead or spawn or something like batman you just have to wait for a, a comic to end and you're just like oh i know who batman is i can jump in at 563 because who cares all right now there's a new story arc going on there you go yeah yeah, that was all you could really do. And then uh, the uh, odd time when they randomly just and put then, number one on the cover, even though... Yeah, then Grant Morrison Even came, all the stuff we complained about at the end of last week. I, Grant, I gave Grant Morrison props, man, because he was a genius. He just started taking old Batman comics. Oh, yeah. And just pick, yeah. like, whether or not he wrote them and just be like, well, this is actually really important now. You know, like a comic that was just random as fuck 30 years yeah. ago. Well, I'm going to be making this really relevant you know, and that this was a whole, what you didn't know was going on at this time, you know? And again, my obsession, I had to start reading backwards. For every comic you read, you had to read seven more backwards. <laughs> yeah, that was probably where that 
we started in a bad area for that. Yeah, I mean, we're no, referencing but I, so I, many things I give things him that props though because in a very short amount of time, sold issues and <laughs> oh, yeah, all the new stuff is actually like even when you go and you finally go back and read where he was referencing, you're like. Well, this doesn't fucking help me at all. Yeah. You literally took nothing and made something out of it. You made one small reference to some little thing and turned it into a big plot line. And yeah, like, it was incredible writing. Like, I'll give him that. And it works. Well, that's well, why so my, common, my yeah. fi- when it comes to superheroes, I never really saw the appeal with jumping into a series with this issues and buying them, getting back issues, where obviously the ones that were important were redone in graphic novels or, like, you know, like collected a, like editions. Like a trade, yeah. yeah. Where I would always just buy them. And it was kind of like, oh, I want to see what Gray Morrison's like. Instead of the overwhelming figuring out what the hell's going on at that time in the Batman universe, I'll just buy his most acclaimed but, book. And I can't digest that, you know? Yeah, but no. you get the you get the problem with right now with the like getting all of the old drawn and quarterly ones. Like you don't want to get the trades. You wanna get the individuals, like you want the floppy. And Well yeah, want- because those ones like when it's only the issue's only thirty, like yeah, I mean, the series is only thirty issues long. Yeah, it's it's not, doable. It's not you trying know? to get six. Like, I could see the end. Like two long boxes. Where like even if you issues. wanted to get as many Detective Comics as you wanted, you couldn't ever get them all. Speaking of which, man, did you hear that they who they just cast as Gordon? Uh, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I, I don't know, man. I think he's really? a good actor. Shrug? Oh man, I, I love him as an actor, but like in a serious role, I don't know. Oh, dude, don't. Ser- man, I think he's well, you, great. He loved Whiplash. It's a serious role. Yeah, it's like I, a I very guess, uh, serious role. Man, how many more days? I, I love that. Maybe I just man. don't like the idea that a good actor is in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> what about well, wait, no, So wait, that's gonna be. But no, that's, he's not gonna be in Dawn of Justice, right? Because they uh, just no, that's already done. Yeah, right. right. So it, that'll it, be. It's in, just he'll be in the Justice League movie. Yeah, I think that's what they cast him for, officially. It was Justice League. How many more days till Dawn of Justice? It comes out this month, doesn't it? Oh, it's got to be really soon. I should yeah. probably know. I never pay attention. To Man, like, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Unless it's movie. Star Wars, I'm not buying tickets. Like, Oh, I'm not going to do that, but I mean, I'm excited. I mean, Kyle and I have an ancient battle going on for the eons of like Snyder versus Nolan. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm excited about this. Why? Like, do you think this is going to help your argument? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah you stand by that you think Zack Snyder. Uh, you, no, it's good know. though. Like everything about this movie is exactly what I wanted. Uh, you're right. I mean, I'm not going to argue that there were some some scenes in the Man of Steel movie that could have just not happened ever. March twenty fifth, Dawn of Justice. Well, that's nice. what I've heard about this movie. Actually, the, I can't remember what podcast. I think it was Longbox or Longbox Small Talk. We were listening and they were talking about Dawn of Justice, and someone reviewed it as. If you liked Man of Steel, you'll like this. Oh, and well, so then I won't like it at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I guess, like, visually, it's very similar. In- well, I'm sure it's going to... I expect it visually looks, you know, it's that Zack Snyder style. That well, that, that didn't even mean much to me. Like, I guess the effects looked okay, but it wasn't, like, something nice to look at. It was dark blue. Yeah, it's always <laughs> got that filter over it. Yeah. Man, yeah, the dark blue filter. That's that's that's, not, that's exactly what I wanted from this movie. Like Man of Steel should be the light blue filter. Batman, classic blue gray, should be like the, the dark blue filter. I get it. It makes sense. I, We're on I, the same page. I'm, I'm happy that you like those movies. Like it's, I'm glad. It's so patriotic. Oh yeah, that is. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but uh, it, it's someone's got to like them. <laughs> 
I don't think those movies have to worry about making money. <laughs> no, they're gonna make a ton of money, and that's just today's like movie culture. Like comic book movies are king, and that's pretty much it. It's comic book movies and versus now, Star Wars. Star Wars now, yeah. which I don't see it toppling Star Wars in popularity. No, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I heard though, like okay, so like Star Wars, it did great domestically, right? Broke like all the box office records in you know the U.S. and Canada. But uh, it went, you know, the second biggest movie-going audience is in China. And apparently it didn't do very well there. And I read that that's because they have a black protagonist. And, like, <laughs> apparently that's not doesn't go over well in the Chinese audience. Which, I'm not trying to be insinuate anyone's racist or anything like that. But apparently, <laughs> like, that's what I had read. They did poorly there. So maybe Batman and Superman will do a lot better over in China. Like, the Transformers movies make a billion dollars over there. And, like, those aren't good movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's weird. I would have thought that... See, like, I, again, like, I, I don't know, but... I bet it, you it still made tons... It didn't make tons of money, though? I don't... Like, it didn't make enough that, like, I remember it opened later in, in China, like, a couple weeks after that it did here, and it was, like, by the time it was opening there, it had pretty much passed Titanic, I want to say, domestically, and if not Avatar. And then it was, like, in the international market, though, both those movies had made significantly more because they've done well overseas and then it was like oh as soon as it opens in china it's when it's going to skyrocket again and do really well but it, it didn't really set the world on fire so you're just saying chinese are a bunch of racists i'm not i'm not i'm not saying <laughs> a bunch that. of star wars hating racists is that what you want us to believe you just got putting words in my mouth I, I just hate the chinese we got just, it just what i read no, cody and i are fine yeah. No, you guys. You said, you said worse. Go back. I, I'm not. Go back. It's funny. I was watching um some of the Clone Wars the other night, and it was an episode that was really heavy on uh, R2 and Anakin's relationship, where the whole time Obi Wan's like giving him shit, like it's just a fucking droid. Like, don't have attachments that some of Jedi's do. Like, just move on, leave them behind. It's not worth your safety or risking your life going after a fucking robot. And then it made me think of, like, the original, like, 4, 5, 6. And like what's going on through Vader's head this whole time looking back on R2? And, like, it was just very sad this whole time. <laughs> yeah. so, well, I would have the opposite. Also, just, like, if I don't fucking kill that droid. That's, like, some, <laughs> that's some weird retcon stuff, I think, where... What's retcon? <laughs> <laughs> they went back and changed some stuff. You know, like, to make the, fit Re the plot. I don't know what it's Reconstruction? I'll have to look it up. It's a term. I don't know. I just pulled it out of my ass right here, but it's a real one. I used it in the right context. Uh, <laughs> now you feel like a dumbass. Anyway, they went back and had to make Obi-Wan's character like that because Obi-Wan's hanging out with R2 all the time in the prequels. And then in episode four, he sees that droid and acts like he's never seen it in his life. So it has to be like he just doesn't care about droids. He doesn't recognize them. They're like... Tools to him. They're like the Chinese to a racist. I never even <laughs> fucking thought about Obi-Wan's connection with R2. And how yeah, he knows. stupid that is. Yeah, he just ignores well, him. No, but also they, they, they kind of clear that up a bit more in number two when he's always with that red droid. Where he's just like, he literally gave no fucks about R2. He's like, what are you talking about? I got R4 over here. <laughs> R who? <laughs> yeah, so I just pictured this whole time, like, Vader seeing the group and just, like, remembering all those times with R2. It's being really bummed out. It's like, there's my droid and my kids. <laughs> they all really hate me. 
Yeah, maybe he fucked up at some point. All right, retcon. Revise <laughs> retrospectively, typically by introducing a piece of new information that imposes a different interpretation of a previously described event. Yeah, I think it fit perfectly. Used it right, but didn't I thought you said retcon, though. Retcon. Yeah, we're learning stuff all the time. Retroactive canon, I guess. Retroactive canon. Yeah. Retroactively canonical. No, it's weird. It's just like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Later on, we'll go back and recon some of these podcasts. So, yeah, like, you hate (laughs) on Lord of the Rings for all these stupid things, but you'll just allow these things to happen in Star Wars. Like, no, 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 no. no. I think the prequels are dumb pieces of garbage. (laughs) Um, But... That's the, the original series stands fine. Yeah. I think. Where I mean, I think most really big Lord of the Rings fans probably think that the Hobbits are garbage. We talked about that last week. Like, no one really liked those movies, except for I said I liked them because, well, because <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> clearly don't like Lord of the Rings. Obviously, we get that. You're yeah. just like, but no. Uh, Sorry, my phone went off there for a second. That was a good song. What were we watching the other day? Oh, Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass 2. What's well, actually... Well, Man, would you grab me one as well? Where they play the Tetris theme, which is... Yeah, no, that's great. I love that. I forgot how good that movie was. Like, Kick-Ass 2? Or Kick-Ass? Well, I think that watching the movie made me re- remember how much I... Because I ha- like to hate on Mark Miller. Yeah, we did that in an yeah, already. But <laughs> re- watching that movie reminded me how awesome it was to read Kick-Ass... Was it Kick-Ass 2? Kick-Ass 2, yeah. For the first time. I remember, like, texting either of you or both of you, like, when I read certain points in that comic. Yeah, yeah. You were... Like, losing my shit. Like, I in the middle the of the page. I read the first few issues, like... and then, yeah, you were, you were, you'd be in the middle of it, freaking out. I, remember, I just never cared. I was standing it. at a bus stop one morning, it was, like, 7 in the morning, reading it. I, I had the issue there, I was just standing, reading it, I was surrounded by people, I out loud just goes, holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just looks at me, like, reading this comic book, I'm like... Yeah, but it was pretty Were you intense. actually holding the, like, yeah, yeah, like comic it wasn't like, digital? It was that, a trade, not... yeah. It's like, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, like, there were... He was good at doing shocking moments. And oh, pa- for sure. And yeah. pacing it well. It so. only ever got boring when he... He was putting out so many comics where shocking moments became expected, right? But he knew how to contain the stories, you know? I don't think he did anything that was over eight to ten issues. No. Which is condensed. You finish it. It's... Yeah, Kick-Ass got a little stretched, right? But he did end it though, and but I because he, he was that. doing Hit Girl and no, but they, they went I consider three, right? Yeah, but I consider yeah, I those miniseries, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, hear I, 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 I thought that was great. I feel like that when he, like, I just don't believe that he actually cares about some of the stories he puts out. Like that's the only logical answer. Like he has some stuff that is right up there with some of the best comics ever written, and also some of the I wouldn't go that far, but they're pretty good. For like main like mainstream uh, mainstream style comics. Well, he, I'd say I mean one comics probably the whole reason I started reading comics was reading uh, Red, Sun. Red Sun. Like yeah. I just that was like, an that, easy grab you. That got me going. Actually, that might have been one of the first comics that like where I decided, oh man, I really dig Batman. Pretty sure we spent like half an episode already talking about Red Sun. We did, <laughs> and yeah. Mark Miller. We should probably. Yeah. Well, either way though, that was still good. So, random topic, but I thought it's a really funny one. Uh, in the grand scheme of everything fictional, TV shows, cartoons, cartoons are probably going to stand out a little more for this question, but uh, what is your favorite fictional 
pet of all time. Not like something you would want to own yourself necessarily, but just like to watch this pet. What is your favorite? Oh man, I just like could be because it's funny, because it's badass. Like Inspector Gadget's dog. Well, yeah, it's funny you say that because when I was going through trying to think, at least over sixty percent of them were dogs. Mm-hmm. Man's best friend. We doing okay on the recording here? Yeah, it's it's, it's all good. It's just tripping out. Okay, you know. <laughs> um. The other one I always I've always wanted and made me love Welsh corgis or corgis or I don't know how you say corgi, it. Corgi, yeah. Uh, was Cowboy Bebop. They got one in that and a little iron. Oh yeah, it's pretty fucking awesome. I have a corgi. They're great. They're I, I want one so bad. Like they just all the, like the little short legs on them. Shit. So yeah, you you automatically go to the cartoon dogs, eh? Uh, wait, well, no, but now I just got a list of dogs, like the Littlest Hobo. <laughs> the Littlest Hobo is great. <laughs> like, if I watch that dog go around and shit. Uh, but it's not really anyone's pet. No, mm. that's true. <laughs> that's <laughs> he's, very he's true. He's just a dog. It's like Canada. Is that pet. a Canadian show? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so for all you American listeners. They know. It's a very they, obscure show. Look it up on it's YouTube. It's not that obscure. They know. It's 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 weird. <laughs> the Littlest Hobo. <laughs> Everyone knows the Littlest Hobo. <laughs> uh, well, um, well, what did you get? What were you thinking? Well, I'll ask Kyle first. I don't know. For me, the first thing that came to mind, and it's just because I've been playing a lot of Pokemon, I guess it's like, I would want a Pokemon. But if I'm going for, it has to be someone's pet, I guess I wouldn't want to. Yeah, would you classify a Pokemon as a pet? Well, I would say Pikachu (laughs) in the anime is kind of like Ash's pet. Yeah, you're right. Pikachu. He's he's a little different. Yeah. Uh, But then I'm trying to think. There's a lot of good ones in games. Um, Fable 2 has a really good dog, like your companion. You can name it whatever you want, but I don't know. It's like uh, got a good touching kind of emotional story part to it where you feel pretty bad about it. And I don't know. It's a good use of a pet. As far as like I'm trying to think, I feel like I'm missing something like really maybe awesome. Like Brian from Family Guy. That dog seems pretty chill. Yeah, I like, I like Brian from Family Guy. But, yeah. But he'd get offended if you called him a pet. <laughs> He's an individual person. He's a writer. I could see that too, man. It would be all, it would start out all fun and stuff, and then we'd start drinking and smoking weed and get all emotional, and I'd slip up, and he'd start yelling at me. He seems pretty temperamental. He doesn't seem all so that So I was long. thinking for mine, it's not a dog. It's actually something you probably wouldn't think of, but it's it's something you all love. is Goldie from the Trailer Park Boys. Goldie? <laughs> see, I never so, got, yeah, for got those of you, you haven't even seen it? No. Okay, so Goldie is a pet goldfish that Ricky gets that one day passes away while he's out and Bubbles knows that he, Ricky will have an emotional breakdown and won't be able to pull off the job if he knows his pet goldfish is dead. So they just keep telling him that the goldfish is sleeping. <laughs> he carries around the dead goldfish for the entire season, feeding it liquor and smoking a hash. Because, yeah, if I'm thinking Trailer Park Boys, I'm thinking Steve French. Oh, <laughs> oh. So you're the yeah. mountain lion pet. Yeah, Bubbles mountain lion. Oh, He Man's battle cat. Battle cat. That's pretty badass, actually. To ride yeah. around on a fucking battle cat. Um, I can't really think of any, but I've always wanted like, like I didn't understand why they didn't have like battle moose. Like a moose is a heroic animal. Can you imagine riding like that into battle? But yeah, don't the elves in Lord of the Rings ride them? Like an elk or something? Maybe yeah, you majestic. can. Do it. I'm thinking like. Uh, in Dragon Age, the games you can you can have like a elf oh, what the hell a pet dragon, any of them. Well, another one I was thinking is a uh, ghost from Game of Thrones. Oh, I'm now I'm thinking uh, Slimer and the Ghostbusters. 
that's fair. Is that a, yeah, I guess it's kind of like a pet for them. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen the new Ghostbusters trailer? No, I've heard bad things. Yeah, I don't, there's a lot of hate on the internet about that. Yeah, uh, I'm excited still. I don't know. Have the, you have you seen it? Yeah, I saw the trailer. It's not a good trailer. It's just nothing about it was particularly funny. But I'm still excited. A lot of people out there hating just because it's a reboot of Ghostbusters and they don't want to touch, you know, what they love about it. But I love Ghostbusters. Well, the it's meme, one of my favorite movies the ever. Meme I, I don't saw, think it's gonna ruin it. It showed the black woman. And it was, and it, well, it showed uh, what was the original black guy's name. Um, I can't, Winston, Winston, Winston? I'd say Winston, yeah, Kyle will look it up while I'm talking, but, um, yeah, it showed her, and supposedly in this new trailer, she's just, like, she comes across as a, not an intelligent, just a loud, obnoxious, black, like, the, the girl stereotypical from, black yeah. woman, and just, like, how they're taking these characters who are fun for the time, and, like, not necessarily unique, but, like, well-established, and well-acted. There was one really, like, fucking, through that movie, like, Bill Murray, and... Dan Aykroyd just, like, drinking and smoking cigars and shit. Yeah, like, we're not gonna have that this time, you know? Like, I'm pretty sure there's a scene where it's, like, in the morning and, like, Dan Aykroyd's sitting there drinking a bottle of, like, whiskey or scotch, like, a little Mickey of it, just, just sipping on it. And they're, like, passing it back and forth. And the way it was filmed, like, what, when was it, like, late 80s? I would say that, yeah. Yeah, it, like, I don't know, it really, that New York feeling, that old New York, it went with it. It had a... It had yeah. this, like, time and Man, place that right they're, not that. Gonna, they're not going to be able to redo. Where, like, think. they just find, like, an abandoned I fire Winston, station. I said right? Yeah. Yeah, when, all right, I was right. Good. It's Winston. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad, I'm glad I didn't uh, just good. pull Man, out some, sort of, <laughs> some terrible wrong name. So, yeah, I'm not expecting much. To be honest, I'm not the biggest original Ghostbusters fan. I don't mind it. I like the first one. I, you know, I saw it as a kid, and I have it on Blu-ray. I watch it every once in a while. It's a good movie. I don't really, like... They, too I mean, that much? It doesn't seem like it was for kids, to be honest. Like, dude, the drinking, it scared the crap out of me. It kid. scared the crap out of me as a kid too. The second one, even more so. Well, yeah, because even when I mean, like, start off with the ghost, isn't the, the plot, woman in the library? It's mm, scary, like right off the bat. For a it kid. was the it was the dog. It scared me, like the weird like human. the hellhound thing. Yeah, hellhound. Yeah. Oh man, speaking yeah, of back like, to the pets, Pegasus. Uh, little yeah. flying, little flying horse. Pretty much anything that could fly would be great. Man, I was thinking, what's the little dragon thing from Neverending Story? Damn, why am I blanking on the name of that stupid dragon? I, I had to think about it. I, is it a tray? No, a tray is the, no, I don't is think the so. kid. It's the uh, it's Falcor. Falcor. Thank you, God. <laughs> oh, God, that would have bugged me. Yeah, that was another movie that terrified me as a child. Like it's Chewie. I had not actually no. seen. So yeah, oh, yeah, I had not watched that one. Looking back on it now, it won't be anything special. Yeah, and you. People say stuff like that, but I remember before Tron came out. I don't know if it was you, Kyle, or Justin. But anyway, I like I rewatched the original Tron, and I was actually like blown away for what it was. Like, like they were doing glory shots in that where you're like, "This looks terrible," but they were bragging about it how good it looked at the time. And I mean, I don't know, I I can appreciate that. I haven't watched the newest one. Is it actually good? I liked it a lot. The fact that it was Disney just turned me right off. See, I I don't Disney, especially like you're talking about reboots and stuff. I feel like Disney's not going to make mistakes like that you know like whether or not like these movies have rewatch values like i you know I, the first time i watched the like all the avengers movies they were the greatest movies i'd seen now i don't care to watch them again tron was the same thing i you really know? loved the reboot tron but uh, i mean other people I, didn't like it i really I mean, liked I it liked as well it. like i thought it was great and i mean 
it's a silly premise, like speeder bikes and throwing little discs and shit. But I mean, it looked fantastic. Yeah, now it looks kind of bad when you see CGI Jeff Bridges. It doesn't look that great. <laughs> but I mean, and at the time though, I was, you know, it was all right. It's in that Uncanny Valley thing where it just he just looks a little off. And they're trying. Like, there's a huge fan base, I think, for them to try to get a Tron 3, I guess. I think that recently got, like, It keeps going up and down. Yeah, Yeah. it it keeps... But I did... Yeah, I like that movie. And I wasn't the biggest fan of the first one. You know, it was great. I saw it as a kid. Again, like, oh, this is really neat. Doing things you'd never seen I like those old cheesy movies, man. Blade Runner, uh, Logan's Run, uh, uh, Westworld... Like, old sci-fi movies are wonderful. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're great. And I, I respect them for what they did. And then the new movie, it's not like it changed everything and was like this amazing plot or anything like that. But for a fun action movie yeah. that looked good in 3D when it came out, I mean, uh, it was like riding that 3D. That, like, that new era. movie there? Uh, Hitman Harvey or some shit? Oh, like, uh, like, first person movie? Yeah, that's... Yeah. I... I didn't want to make your brother feel bad the yeah. other day, but I think that looks stupid. Yeah, I, my brother like just likes. My brother can be entertained by movies. Well, yeah, yeah but we all can. But I mean, that just <laughs> no, I don't. You know it doesn't I mean. feel like, to me. He's, he's not like tearing apart movies like we are. He's down for just watching movies and just being entertained. Well, yeah, me too, man. I watched Fast but, and Furious. I don't know, <laughs> that's it's weird because like I was thinking he was you know it's like oh we're gonna make a video game a movie and. At the same time, some of my favorite video games are games that are just movies, you know. So I mean, it's kind of the opposite end. Of There's the not very many like well, actual adaptations of a game that's made into a movie. There's like no good ones. Um, no good really, ones. I enjoy Mortal Kombat. <laughs> next person, but I don't think that there's really any great ones. No, there's like uh, it's not an adaptation of uh, a previous game or anything. But um, you mean the Resident Evil movies are amazing. <laughs> The first no, one was good, but uh, what's the Wreck It Ralph? Is like a fun movie, but again, not like a real adaptation of a game or anything. Man, the Super Mario movie was great. No, it's a terrible movie. Yeah. That's a bad movie. Oh no, that movie kind great. of freaked me out as a kid. It, man, it was There's some weird stuff in that yeah. one. Yeah, man. but I mean, it had Dennis Hopper, good. Bowser. Yeah, there are so many movies where he's at, he's like a terrifying man. <laughs> like uh, Waterworld, is he the bad guy in Waterworld? Yeah, I mean, what I think of is uh, True Romance. Oh, he's scary in that. He doesn't look horrific, though. No, no, no. But, like, that speech is... It's not like he's scary, but, like, that speech when he's talking to Christopher Walken and, you know, defending yeah. himself. I think everybody knows that. Has this, like, good burn on him. It, it, it's... It's a good part. It's not Dennis Hopper, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. He's got the little... He's, the, um, he like, a little beard or some shit like that, maybe? He's, like, the old... He's, like... He's, like, the dad of... Uh, What's his name? I can't think of his name. Christian Bale. Or Christian Slater. Christian Bale. All right. Um, trying to think. I... Man, well, we watched the, the UFC fight there the other night. Have you seen... Uh, okay, so you, I, I'm, I'm all about Diaz. I, uh, oh, yeah. That's my boy. But what I'm a little bummed about is everybody's giving Conor McGregor props for his graceful loss. So well, like, I mean, they're, they're, like, they're giving props for not being an asshole. Yeah, but they're just like, oh, you know, no, that was good. He like he lost like a man. It's like no one gives a shit that Diaz just tuned him. I guess like they, maybe they, he was the underdog, but I don't know. Diaz is uh, he's got a medical suspension till four twenty. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I, I'm so happy to just like hear him talk and see him fight. I love the Diaz character. brothers. I, I don't know. I think that Connor's defeat was like you know, I, I'm not gonna like 
not everyone should bend over backwards just because the guy was humble in a loss. Lots of fighters are humble in their losses. Like, I, I would say Anderson Silva lost a way more drastic, like, robbed by the judges fight, and he didn't come out and, like, curse the industry or, like, anything like that. You know, he just said, hey, I thought I won. Didn't. Because, you know, it's a disappointment. Walked off. Like, that's fairly reasonable loss. I don't think anyone should be, like, awarded this great honor. Or he's such an honorable warrior because... I was, I was not like, a dick. Yeah, I was really just bummed out. Like I was hoping that people would respect Diaz a bit more. But it well, just it's seems hard like to he's... respect him when he comes out and he's such an asshole. And that's him. That's like why people like him. But he he wasn't humble in a victory there. Yeah, well, whatever. You know? You're not worried about that shit. You're really worried about what happens when that gate door closes and everything that happens before it opens yeah. back up again. That's all that really matters. And I understand why certain people aren't humble in their, like, losses. They're disappointed in themselves. It's a huge low in your life, you know? You go in different ba- backgrounds, though, breed different Still fighters. Still won over a million dollars, though, didn't he? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's true. I no, read, I read on Reddit that it's the biggest earn from a loss in UFC history. Yeah. At over a million dollars. That's so unfortunate. Well, he's their biggest draw, though, right? Like, he's their, their biggest name. It's like back in the day when it was Anderson and... GSP. So does this mean that Diaz gets a chance at the belt now? Uh, no, because that fight wasn't had nothing to do with a top. Well, then I, how is Connor trying to like be a, to try to hold two belts? Well, the difference is Connor's a champ and was considered like a pound for pound, like great fighter. He was also jumping two weight classes rather than one to fight Nate. Uh, he went from one fifty or one forty five to one seventy instead of like stopping at lightweight. Which is, you know, not many people do that. Diaz is a anybody. peak in two, eh? Yeah. Well, well that seems weird, but yeah, okay. I know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, good for him. That doesn't really make him a better or worse No, player. no, I know, but it's just, uh, looking at him, he just looks so unhealthy. I definitely do think that, like, I, I, the one thing that was nice about that fight was it was good, good card. I'm, that's two good ones in a row. I'm starting to swing back to liking UFC again. Well, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for. And there's some good shit coming up, man. Like, John Jones coming back. That's so huge. And that's like, I, I know I was just saying it really only matters what happens in the ring. But John Jones is a prime example of all, it really matters when outside of the ring as well. I guess you're kind of right. Like, he had his belt taken away. Yeah. Because he, because he a, fucked up in real life. Yeah. Really fucked up. Like, I don't know how anyone could possibly root for that guy. And I guess everyone gets a, a second chance or whatever. But to me, that was a pretty big fall from grace kind of moment like you get in a drunk driving accident and hit some lady and then flee the scene of the crime that's that's a i would say a punishable by just permanent suspension fuck off that that being said i am a big fan of the nfl and some people on there make way worse mistakes and don't get lifetime banned so i guess i don't know sports are weird that is people do whatever it's all just them trying to keep an image you know and, like, because basically, if the court decides that you shouldn't be in jail, then why should your work be able to decide, you know? Well, but yeah. Uh, I, and, I unless that. they're trying to keep up some public image. Well, it's, yeah. But it's a weird thing. Like, uh, yeah, if I screwed up and well, did the, something illegal and hurt somebody and didn't get, like, charged with it, and then, you know, I would still, you know, half expect to maybe lose my job over screwing up pretty big. But if I didn't. I would say that's because my job, other than doing this podcast, whatever, not really public facing, no one's hero, right? But people look up to John Jones. People look up to guys like that in the NFL that make these huge mistakes and then get off scot-free, don't go to jail, 
and all of a sudden, you know, they're out fighting again. He might be the world champion. The kids are going to grow up wanting to be like John Jones and thinking, yeah, but blaming, I can get away. Are you with blaming the UFC for that or the court? Both. <laughs> Why not both? Yeah. yeah, I just don't think the company is as to, to blame as the court obviously is. Now I can see why like they want him back. I mean, he's gonna draw a huge like. Yeah, he's gonna. They're gonna make a bunch of money. And they're a corporation, and they want to make money. And man, he really well. He was a phenomenal fighter, and to be honest, this is probably good for him because like he went from being one of the greatest fighters ever out of nowhere to his last couple of fights looked pretty fucking sloppy, and he kind of like, pulled wins out of his ass. And this is like a good shakeup. And, I mean, he's going to want to come back and prove that, A, he's not a fuck-up anymore. And he's going to do that by winning and doing and, it. And fighting winning. a rival doing it, yeah. Yeah, like, it's going to be good. I, I genuinely think John Jones is going to win. But... I hope he doesn't. I kind of hope he doesn't, too. I mean, I can't root for that guy. And other guys have done stupid stuff, and I, I typically don't ever root for them. Yeah. That being said, I'm a big fan of Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. He never hit anybody with a car and ran away, but I mean, he is uh, like considered a cheater. So. <laughs> <laughs> never proven, but considered a cheater. <laughs> so, it'd be different if it was like uh, you got caught with, I don't know, somehow John Jones was found like slashing some guy's tires or something weird. I don't know how, how you possibly rig a UFC fight other than well, actually rigging it. We were seeing. Yeah, like we, you can deflate balls like the football in, in NFL. Yeah, yeah, really. They like sunk no, down. Like, uh, yeah, what could you possibly do? I guess it's just like steroids, and in that case, I'd be like, all right, well, you did steroids, and that's everybody ends up doing them. It seemingly, and all those like. Well, that's a weird. Like, I mean, I that's a, probably a topic we shouldn't get too much into, but just mainly because I don't think we know enough about it. But I feel like it's like different laws in every state, and so. If you're doing something in one state, it's perfectly fine. But then you go and fight in another state, and all of a sudden, what you're using that was perfectly legal is now illegal to use. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know enough about it to know exactly. All right. Uh, I was going to bring up a topic. We were talking about it briefly for Pokemon earlier. I said I wanted that as a pet. Pokemon 20th anniversary happened a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's pretty been awesome. Play, been playing Pokemon again. 20 got, years. 20 wow. years. Holy fuck. Since, yeah, since my, like, the, the release of the Japanese show? Yes, yeah, no, since the release of the game in Japan. Okay, the game? So well, red yeah, and like, green in Japan. I want to say, like, how old do you think you guys were when you first played it? Six, seven? I was, yeah, six, I don't know. We're uh-huh. dating ourselves, I guess, if we're doing it. So it's like, uh, yeah, it's probably ten. Maybe, no, not even, no, not 10, because I'm not 30 now, so, uh, yeah, it's like 8, 9. You know what? I guess, yeah, 20 years ago, I probably was like, yeah, 8 or 9. No, well, that could have... Yeah, well, it could be 8 or 9. We're, yeah. like, not a whole year apart. Yeah. That um, makes sense. Holy shit, yeah. man. So, it's fun. I've been going back and playing Pokemon Red. It's a good game. Still I, I, I had blue. And it's kind of something cool about it. Like, they didn't change anything about it. All the glitches and weird scams, still in it. And yeah, you were uh, it's still in black ones. and white, like not remastered or anything. It looks like the Pokemon, or like what do you Game mean, Boy they Pokemon. re-released it or something? Yeah, like you were never able to, the only way to play the original version up until a couple weeks ago was just to have that cart on Game Boy. That was the only untouched version of it. Now they've re-released it, you can play it on like 3DS. They kept it the same? They kept it exactly the same. So it even looks like it did then. You can put it, even change it so the background displays green. Like it used to on the old Game Boy. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and like all the like missing no glitches and all that stuff, all still intact. 
And so it's fun to go back and kind of relive what was the first RPG I played and like really put tons of time into. Like I remember sitting in class as a kid and you're hiding your Game Boy and like turning the sound down and muffling the noise as it turns on and playing it in my desk sitting at school. Like <laughs> just Do you remember how superior the Sega handheld game con- like console was? Yeah, the, the like Game Gear? It was a yeah, color. I had that first. I had that before Game Yeah, Boy. same here. But the I still had way more fun with the Game Boy. Oh, yeah. Way better games. Yeah, the games were just far superior. And the fact that the Game Gear took six AA batteries to run, and it lasted about two hours when all those batteries that were fully charged. I had, remember, like, my parents, after a week of me playing it, were like, "I we can't afford these batteries. Like, <laughs> this is more expensive than the console. So, like, they went and got me, a, like, a rechargeable battery pack for it. That was literally like a really big pill-shaped belt clip-on. Like it was, it was big, it, like bigger than cell phones. And you clipped it on your belt and plugged it in through a wire that into the game gear. No, it was ridiculous. And you know, I also had the you could you could get TV antennas for it, so you could like watch like over-the-air television on your game gear. <laughs> Why not? Right? You get like channel three or whatever. Man, it was like. State of the art technology. Oh, yeah. state of the art then. Yeah, it was cool. Rabbit ears. <laughs> but you think about that was way ahead of its time. Now people do watch like Netflix on their phone all the time. But back then, no one was rabbit ears in their their game gear, like just to maybe so maybe be able to move them around enough to pick up some Power Rangers on a good day. Man, you get some like local hockey. Yeah, that's pretty much all you can get. That in the French Channel. <laughs> so, like, no, yeah. what was that free channel that played the? PBS? Hmm. Yeah? Yeah, like, uh, I guess now it's TVO here in Ontario. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Like I'm, Channel 2. Yeah, like, you, you have to, like, call in, buy, like, some, like, tote bag. Like, yeah, yeah, it was all public case, broadcast. for $29.99. Yeah, so keep supporting your local stuff, and you can yeah. watch, like, that was the one they play Sesame Street and stuff like that. It's good times. I remember uh, that shit. But anyway, Pokemon. <laughs> good time. Like, I love that game. What so was, was your uh, What was your guys' favorite Pokemon? I was a big Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard. Yeah. That was I always picked them. And Charmeleon, I remember I had a subscription to Nintendo Power back in the day, like the magazine. Yeah. And uh, right when like the Pokemon trading card rage happened, they gave you like a free Charmeleon one issue. And I was like, oh, this is my first one. And I kind of used like I traded that away for two other Pokemon cards, bad ones. I made a bad trade. Didn't know at the time. And they showed my dad. I was like, listen, I traded this one and got two. And he was like, oh, like you're you're kind of making deals. And my dad's a car dealer. So he, <laughs> he, he liked that. So then he was like, all right, I'll buy you some packs. He bought me some packs of Pokemon. And I still had like the, you know, then I got into it. Well, meanwhile, then, you were getting ripped off by your older cousins. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> stuff like that. But then I remember I got a, uh, another issue in Nintendo Power. And it came with a gold foil Pikachu E3 like Pokemon card and I was like started it was right when eBay was becoming a thing went on eBay and sold it and made some money like I made maybe like 20 bucks American or something at the time and like my dad was he was the most proud he'd ever been in me <laughs> for a long time he's still you bring it up to him now he's, he's still like that's oh, my yeah. boy yeah exactly <laughs> wheeling and dealing uh, what about you Greg what was your favorite Pokemon yeah, it's weird. You just want to pick one, like one of your first starting three, right? Like that's yeah, that fun. wasn't mine though. Um, I don't know. I yeah, but 
like I used to use Bulbasaur or whatever. Like I was all about the grass Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> it like, says a lot about even when you were a kid. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Even as a kid, I just I like these so grass. Psychologists <laughs> are just like analyzing pe- like people's character profiles <laughs> by what Pokemon they pick. Yeah, no, the guy, yeah, well, to be honest, just sorry to cut you off there, but. The grass Pokemon, and then followed quite very by the ghost Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was Mewtwo. I, oh, yeah. I thought he was just badass. Just like the the weird, like, mythic... I, I like the idea of mythical Pokemon. Back when there was only 150, yeah, it's like, okay, this is what the world one. understands, but, like, there's some cryptozoology going on. Yeah, there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's, like, yeah, certain Pokemon came from the moon. And yeah, all yeah, like just, that. like... It was kind of a mysterious game where, like, when we jumped into it as kids... That was the best thing about that game. We didn't really know anything. Yeah, and, and the the schoolyard stories of, like, your friends saying, Oh, you can get a Mew if you go and you get it behind this truck and everything. And or it's if like you, a lie. Or if it's you surf up and down the, yeah, well, yeah, the island, you get missing no. Yeah, and all that. And you put and the rare stories. candy in yeah. slot number seven. It's the first time where it's like you always hear that story that you get the one friend who's like, well, my uncle works for Nintendo. <laughs> or my uncle works for Pokemon. And he got me all the next-gen Japanese ones and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it was just fun, actually, trading stories of how you got everything and all, a lot of them being lies and stuff like that, but it was fun. I liked just, yeah, the trading secrets and stuff. But I did, in the new one, really cool thing. It was like one of those, people play that game so much. What, like now, today, like even that old version. And they're finding new things all the time. And it was like maybe five or six years ago, well after the original release, where somebody figured out how to catch a Mew in the original one like without yeah. using like a game shark or a game genie like it was and i just did it on the remake and it was like this long like i'm looking at this post on reddit and how to do this whole thing you're like running around and seeing this one trainer slightly off screen and hitting start and teleporting away and then go find another pokemon and yeah, it was, i remember it was back in the day like instead of just looking up on your, on your phone as you were playing it i would when my parents let me use the internet for like an hour print off as many yeah, things as I could. And stuff. Yeah, just huge stacks of walkthroughs. Man, yeah, I used to I, buy the fucking, like... The officials? Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, I think they're still at my grandmother's house. I had the officials uh, Ocarina of Time. Man, in the original, like, the yeah. first trading card book, whatever, like, the the, the Codex. Oh, yeah. The I, first Pokedex, Codex thing for the cards, like, the first 150. I think I still have that at the house. Man, I actually had a, a Pokedex as a kid. Man, oh yeah, that, that was, was so cool. fucking cool. You're one of the cool kids. <laughs> I, I was jealous of that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I remember getting like a Scholastics, like uh, book drive Pokemon book of like, oh, everything you need to know about the original 151, and like, yeah, just reading it all the time. And you're like, oh, I'm gonna catch this one in this area. Do all this, hunting all over. I never. I wish I still had that original cart to look at just the time I logged in that. <laughs> the kid like i must have put in some ridiculous amount i was all like you know you go to bed and i remember like you know lights off you got your like you know turn your bed like put light off and then like muffling me turning my my game boy on and playing it yeah i remember i had like the light attachment oh yeah i, mean, I you couldn't drain your battery but you could play like no, while mom thought you were sleeping no man i remember <laughs> sitting near like the 
bottom crack of my bedroom door with the light was still on outside trying to or like yeah right. remember long drives home like, oh yeah, yeah. And you're like at the window trying to catch the street lamp going yeah, by yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just enough to be able to tell where you are and you'd know i know enough even by sound like the like you're in a battle i'm like i know and then just a glimpse of what kind of pokemon it is no you just keep pressing your best attack yeah, over and over yeah, till the end of the battle my charizard's big enough like a high enough level he's gonna take this guy out do you guys uh, remember selling your Pokemon cards? Oh, yeah. I never... Well, I yeah, sold them I was, online. I like, good yeah. friends with my card. Like, I've always been hanging out at, like, comic shops and shit. Like. Oh, you sold yours to a shop? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I should have done that. I did in a fucking yard sale. I no, remember no, I mine got taken away. I never Ooh. sold them. Mom took them away. I had traded for some Pokemon cards and left them in my pocket. My mom did laundry. That was... And, and, and Seems... just ruined them. And I was like... You got shit? No, well, no, no, I got shit because I was unreasonably upset. Uh, like, I cried, I think, about losing these things. And my mom was like, this is fucking ridiculous. It's like, just a I couple can't... of fucking energy cards. And then it was no more Pokemon cards after that. I was too attached. So I got cut off. Damn. Yeah, I had a yard sale. I think I was probably 13 years old. I sold the whole binder for $5. Except I kept, I kept one page of all my shinies. Oh yeah, all I the good still, ones. I still have that to this day. Charizard and everything. You got a Charizard? That's yeah. worth a bit now, man. You yeah. should sell it. I think it's like a hundred bucks on eBay. I remember it used to be. I don't know if it's still. Oh, you should look. Hey, I don't know. We check. Remember those like Burger King had? You could get like little Pokeball. Buy new mics. Sorry, Charizard. <laughs> <laughs> like Burger King had these like real life size Pokeballs, and you open them up. And oh, and they had like, the, the little card. gold cards yeah. in them. I think I still have the Jigglypuff at home. At my grandmother's again as well. Because everyone wanted the Jigglypuff. No, exactly. <laughs> That's the disappointing one. Yeah, right? no, my, my brother had the Charizard. The I don't know where they I think there's only three, but I don't know. My brother had Charizard and I had the Jigglypuff. But exactly, yeah, everyone loses the good ones, but I still have the old fucking Jigglypuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one no one cares about. So, other than Pokemon this week, though, it was uh, another game I was playing was the Uncharted 4 beta. Man, I was going to ask you, I just tried to go and get it, and I. It's done this It's done, done. yeah, exactly. It on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, so it was the multiplayer beta. They're stress testing the servers or whatever. Stress test. I've said every time someone asks me, I've made up like some. I remember test, <laughs> but and the, 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 the previous word started with an S. But the amount of words that I kept being like the uncharted something test. <laughs> oh man, I, I kept blanking. I can't even right now. I couldn't. I don't remember what you just said. Like the spit test. <laughs> spit test. Yeah. But no, spit I, test. yeah, I went on and played that for a bit. And it was it was fun. It's so, super weird. Are though. they trying to pump that with this game, the multiplayer? So I didn't give a fuck about multiplayer in no, any of the no. other ones. I think it was one of those things that I think caught on a little later. I like on an Uncharted three. After that game was out for a bit, they released just the multiplayer section, like free for PlayStation Plus members. And I think it got popular then. And it's a it's a lot of fun. Like it's not. It, it's one of those things where it's like. Battlefront, we've been playing that, where it's oh, yeah. it's uh, not super crazy competitive like Call of Duty or something, where some guy's calling her, saying you fuck your mom, and all that kind of stuff. Where do you He's, What's your address? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to 1v1 me, bro? I'll kill you. Like, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's not that. It's just a like more casual kind of multiplayer. It's super weird, where you're like, you get power-ups, where you lay down like mystical powers, like you'll throw up a totem pole that has spirits come out of it and kill people. Super weird. Doesn't make no, a lot no, of that, sense. That all adds up. Like, every one of those games. Mystical, yeah. Yeah, like the, the last quarter of every game is just like, so where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I really enjoy those games, to be honest. Are the controls tight, though, for shooting for and Like, it's just like it is in single player, right? Like, I mean, it's it's definitely, like, more loose than you'd want it to be if it was a super competitive multiplayer thing. But for just throwing it, like, in there and having some fun, you know, you're swinging around on ropes, you're climbing and hiding behind stuff. That's cool. It's, you know, it's a good time. And I liked it mostly because I, I did pretty good. <laughs> but I always do good. Whenever I'm in a beta, it's like that's where I'm at my peak. I, I, I like multiplayer betas because... Well, you're jumping I mean, in at the perfect time. Well, and it's, yeah, people haven't figured it out yet. I'm good at a game when you just throw it in my hands. I'm better than most people. But after, like, a week of everyone playing it, I suck. You know, compared <laughs> how to... How good like, Kyle is when he first plays is how good he is forever. Yeah, I don't, I don't improve. I'm good right at the get-go. And then, yeah, so when you're playing against a bunch of, like, games journalists or, and other people like that, yeah, you're fine. But then it's like you get that 13-year-old that doesn't have a job who's just playing a thousand matches of this thing. He's killing I, Like, I last just, night we played Battlefront, and I was doing okay, but there's those people Kyle's just, being modest. He was actually, like, in the top three several times, and compared to me, like, I would think I, would, I was doing, like, three kills to every ten deaths. Kyle was doing, like, ten kills to every three deaths. So, I mean, like, he's being a little modest. Are That's, you guys, like, real fans of multiplayer games? Because I can't get into online. No, it's, it's like I was saying before, it's, it's not multiplayer online. Just the fr- oh, I, yeah, I, I like co-op games. I think yeah, that's, really that's cool. fun. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, no, it's just a franchise because I was just going to say I had a lot of fun playing Star Wars uh, Galaxies. So I was going to say, oh, I like online play. No, you're right. I like Star Wars. And that's why you do it, yeah. And that's it. I mean, if it was, it, I, I don't want to play a first person shooter, but I want to play Star Wars Battlefront like I'm, it's the second we're done, we're gonna probably listen to this podcast, and I'm gonna play Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> That's gonna happen. Yeah, as far as liking multiplayer, I took huge break. I used to play all the time. Like I was big into Halo. Like every Halo, play it online, take it. You know, that was fun. Pretty but... seriously, where I got upset if I had like a bad kill death ratio and all that kind of stuff. But then I took a huge break off. Because I got too angry. I would get, like, upset about losing. And I, <laughs> I, don't, I can't even understand that. Yeah, and then I had to stop. I was like, oh, no, like, I'm just like Pokemon in the washing machine. Taking this too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to, Your mom you know, throws your Xbox out. Yeah, I had to take a step back. Thankfully, this wasn't my mom telling me. I was old enough to do it on my own. <laughs> but yeah, and I stopped for years. And I didn't come back and start playing multiplayer until Destiny. I started picking it up again. But never playing the competitive part, just the co-op part. And then Battlefront came out, and I got into that a bit more. Was the old, was the previous Battle Stars Battlefront? Was that did that have online play? Previous Battlefront? Yeah, like there was another Star Battlefront Star. Two. I guess would have been yeah, and I think yeah, there was online play for Battlefront. Wait, two. what Battlefront Two? Star Wars Battlefront. So what this? Oh, it, wait. Okay, Star Wars Battlefront and Battlefront Two were years ago, and they were on the PS Two and Xbox. And there so was this a, is a sequel game. This or is a no. This is a long-awaited reboot. They had made Battlefront three. It never got released. Got canceled late in development. And it was, it's been probably like, I would guess ten years since there was one. And this is like done by a completely different company after Disney. And How Fox many years? Probably like ten. There's no way because I was gonna I was gonna say the previous Star Wars Battlefronts they came out after Halo, right? Around that time, yeah. Because so that around Halo like, two. That would have been I didn't. Yeah, man, that but was you gotta look back at the PlayStation Three was around for ten years. That's like, I haven't played a first person shooter in like almost ten years. Yeah, so then you gotta look back PS Two. Yeah, like you, you basically just skipped out on all the Call of Duty nonsense. Yeah. I never, never got into that. I, I played them for a little bit, just 
But again, though, that's like to me like seems like an Xbox thing. Yeah, and you or, were always PlayStation there. I, I don't know. Well, Halo was literally. Oh, well, Halo, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Call of Duty that though. Too. Uh, well, and even more. then, that was you know that he's not wrong, and that is like it was primarily most people, especially in the last gen, because Xbox had such better online infrastructure. See, people most people said that, that, but like I played online PS PS3 in. No, it wasn't that it was terrible, and it was free. Yeah, and so it's free, everyone, yeah, exactly. It never made any sense to me why people preferred online. It was Xbox just, it was one of those carryovers from the previous generation where everyone had started with Xbox Live. PS2's online wasn't that great. Everybody liked Xbox. Everybody liked Halo. They went and bought an Xbox 360. They played Halo Three. The PS3 was too expensive when it first came out. It was like six hundred bucks. You know, not that many people played it, and then you get that fanboyism of. Uh, I own an Xbox 360, so PS3 sucks. And it wasn't until uh, everyone's 360 red-ringed and died that everyone bought a PS3 and started... Then PS4 comes out, and Xbox has terrible messaging with what the Xbox One was going to be, where they said it had to be always online, and you could never share games. Yeah, once all that got out, people were really... And then they changed all that, right? Before the game, before the console ever got released, they said that that wouldn't be the case, but no one cared. Yeah. No one gave a shit. Too Everyone late. was like, you already betrayed us. I already Fucking pre-ordered morons. my PS4. And everyone now, like, like four years ago, the three of us were the only people that had PS3s that I knew. And Justin. Everyone else had an Xbox 360. No one liked PlayStation. And now, everyone I know has PS4. Uh, my brother's the only person I know that has an Xbox One. Yeah. And I, that was only because... I've never because, even played one. Well, yeah. No one <laughs> has it, right? Yeah. <laughs> no one, like, it's just not popular. Man, for and the they still ones, sell a lot, but they're not not nearly as much as PS4. I've owned PS3s and not even had games for it. Like, it's just what I played everything yeah. off of. Like, it was my hub. Like, for well, the longest well, you time... you could play... Like, I had my... Like, my DVDs and stuff on it. Like, my, yeah, like, I had that huge uh, hard drive. Yeah. And I would like, just everything was going through that. And I mean, it was just beautiful. Something I was incredibly pissed off about yesterday was I grabbed a CD off the bookshelf. Oh, that, exactly. Put it in the PS4. Nope. And it said, oh, I can't read this. No, nope. yep. it doesn't read CD. What the it. flying fuck? Man, it's be. Oh, it's, it's got Spotify though. Just exactly. It on Spotify. <laughs> it's just like you'll anything. That... CD's dead medium, Cody. Let's. let's no, but he's. Okay. That's no, not true though, not man. True. I went to a, a yeah. concert a couple months ago, and I bought a CD. I. Sh- that's why I keep hooking up the PS. Like, why? Watch. Like I understand, but there's a Blu-ray player in it or whatever. Why the fuck can't it still read a CD? Because the PlayStation Three had a Blu-ray reader. It doesn't make any it's, sense. So now, basically, my PlayStation 3 is a glorified CD player. Yep. That's exactly true. Makes the hiccups now. <laughs> Which is depressing, because have you tried DVDs on the PS4? I have not. I, I almost feel like it might be the same case. I, like, I believe it. <laughs> so, yeah, for all of you, uh, pop a DVD into your PS4. Tell us in the comments if it works. <laughs> you know what's crazy is we've not had a single comment yet. I don't want to like just I, I'm not bragging. <laughs> I don't think you're bragging at all by saying that. But uh, I really hope that uh, our new connections here with uh, I don't want to ruin. It. I keep getting a is it ebook? No, e-book. B movies and ebooks. B movies and ebooks. Sorry, I've had a couple of things. But uh, yeah, no, maybe we'll actually get some conversation going. You know, uh, with some comments or whatnot. 
And you guys can download our our podcast now. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, so it's not just on. If YouTube. you're on iTunes or the Google Play Store and you're downloading podcasts, basically what you want to search for is the B and E Master Network. For now, yeah, we're uh, we're in the middle of getting certified for iTunes for and our Stitcher own, on for our, our own show. But yeah, right now, yeah, you go to you can just go over to uh, bmoviesandebooks.com and click over to two versus three. While you're there, check out all the other great content that they already provide. You know, they do reviews on books, movies, games. They got the trailers for the latest everything. Um, it's pretty cool. I mean, like I said, like they, they're definitely making us look great. <laughs> yeah. But I, and I really hope that we can help make them well, look good there, as well, right? Yeah. Check out, they have uh, other great podcasts. They got Long Box, Small Talk, the B&E Podcast, and Toxic City. Uh, all of them are great. And... Um, yeah. yeah, follow us on Twitter at 2versus3. Uh, look us up on YouTube. New episodes every Monday. Subscribe. You can like add us as friends Yeah, Facebook. like, subscribe, share. I guess that's the thing we gotta <laughs> actually start saying like every other podcast and video ever. <laughs> yeah, forever. If you prefer YouTube, though, we should say also go to uh, 2versus3.weebly.com. That links out to all of our YouTube videos. Yeah, it's a new site we put together. It just makes it really easy to see everything all in one place. A little easier to search than just hunting it down on YouTube. Yeah, so thanks for listening. So, I guess, yeah, that right, was episode seven? Eight? What are we on? Seven? <laughs> yeah. We I guess that's it. That's, <laughs> that's a good thing. A good thing I, I feel like, you, did you not say eight at the beginning? I think I said seven, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Whatever. Complain in the comments if I screwed it up. <laughs> <laughs> good night, everybody. Yeah, good thanks. night.